I'm Cray Beaumont Flynn. Welcome to Beyond the Design, a show that gives you a peek behind the curtain of the design industry and shares the stories of those that are the driving force behind it. Welcome to a special crossover episode of Beyond the Art and Beyond the Design today. Uh, today we have guests of Mahoto Textiles, Joanna John and Bethany McCord. Mahoto is a first tribally owned commercial textile company in the U.S. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Mahoto Textiles, where it came from, uh, how it was started, and what you guys are trying to do. Okay. Um, Mahota Textiles started with Margaret Roach Wheeler. Um, she is a Chickasaw textile artist, and um, she had the idea to um, create Mahota Textiles um, because, as a hand weaver, she wasn't able to um, create our Chickasaw or Southeastern symbols and designs on a hand loom. Um, so she wanted to be able to do that, to share that with others. And so she um, teamed up with Joanna and they actually presented um, an initial proposal for the business plan to Governor Anna Tubby. Mm -hmm. And um, if you listen to Margaret tell the story, she actually didn't really want it to be a business. <laughs> she oh. <laughs> loved the idea, but she kind of just wanted to put it out there, get it out of her head. And, you Surprise. know, let somebody yes. else deal with it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And governor was 100% on board and loved the idea. And so it just sort of, you know, snowballed from there. And next thing we know, you know, governor's like, I need a business plan. I am going to put you through a shark tank. And um, it was a whole That's thing. That's so, came in. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> so I came on board to um, help write the initial business plan and get the business started. And so we've sort of just took off from there. That was in 2017. And in 2018, we did a Chickasaw shark tank, very similar <laughs> to the show. I mean, just as intense. And um, then we got the approval to move with a test phase. And in October, 2018, we launched the business. Gotcha. Well, fantastic. So you're about eight years now in business for all fully operational? Um, about five. About five. Okay. I can't do my math. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're located in Oklahoma at the Chickasaw Nation Capitol, correct? We So we are actually about 30 minutes from the Capitol. Okay. Um, we're in Sulphur. We're, we're near the Chickasaw Cultural Center. Gotcha. Wonderful. So once you got the green light from your internal shark tank, what was the next steps? How did you actually get started and started collaborating and pulling all the various tribal icons and graphics into producing the textiles? Um, so we had, when we were writing the business plan, our thought process was to start small. We mm -hmm. knew we wanted to do blankets um, and then purses and pillows just sort of came naturally with that. Um, but we knew initially blankets was going to be our main product and, um, and that's something governor really wanted as well. Um, so having a meal that could weave, you know, what we wanted and at the quality we wanted, 
that was certainly a process. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we found a mill in North Carolina and they wove our first three designs, which were all um, designed by Margaret. And um, and that's something we had also planned was that we would just have three designs every year um, and start off with three products. And it's sort of grown from there, but we have stayed true to keeping the three designs and we've just incorporated that two are designed in uh, within Mahota with our designers internally. And then we would feature an artist each year. And so um, we've stayed pretty true to the three designs a year. So are the designs traditionally uh, Chickasaw designs or are you kind of reinterpreting reinterpreting them and translating them to a a modern aspect? Are they actually very uh, specific and indicative of uh, the Chickasaw nation? Um, Somewhat. It just depends on the artist. Um, They are pretty traditional and not just to Chickasaw. Um, but all Southeastern tribes, um, you see a lot of the symbolism used in, mm-hmm. you know, Cherokee and Creek and um, even Caddo, Choctaw. So a lot of the symbols and designs were um, pretty similar. And so we see with the artists that they um, use those more traditionally, but we have had artists kind of take it and do sort of a modern twist to it. So is your sales basically for residential, like home goods and accessories? Or are you kind of expanding across uh, various other sectors like hospitality? We So we actually are. We've just recently um, started with the opening of First Americans Art Museum. Mm-hmm. They had um, asked us to create um, a customized design um, upholstery fabric for their cafe. Oh. So if you do... Um, visit the museum and eat in the 39 cafe. Right. Um, you will see our design on all the chairs there. Oh, great. Um, and that's actually taken from our Chickasaw map design. Um, just a, a piece of it and all customized to them. Um, and then we have a few hotel projects that we're doing upholstery for. Um, but as far as the main focus with Mahota textiles online, it is home goods and, accessories. Perfect. Well, we need a chat after this interview because I'm actually launching a furniture line for the hospitality sector and oh. I need some textiles. Well, <laughs> sounds wonderful. Right <laughs> yes. um, so what's the inspiration? Is Mo- uh, Margaret still very heavily involved in the design and the process or do you have a full staff of designers creating the designs and icons and symbols to incorporate? Um, when we first launched, we had a designer, Taloa Underwood. And so the first collection, our heritage collection, was designed by Margaret. And then Taloa designed the next two collections. And we've just recently hired um, a designer. And so he'll be working on future collections. And in between, Margaret has designed a few others um, with this most recent collection, our tributes collection. Um, She designed the Hatchet Woman and Sharon. So she is. pretty involved she's trying to somewhat retire <laughs> um, <laughs> i say that, that. <laughs> yeah i say that term very loosely with her yeah. because she says she wants to or would like to but um she, she, never she hasn't stops. really slowed down <laughs> yeah it's her baby you know you can't yes. let go of your baby um so and a lot of the symbols and and designs that you come up with are they specific to the residential and then um 
or fashion, or you kind of translate that to different aspects? Um, it's definitely translated to different aspects. Um, of course, we like to stay true to the the symbols and their meaning mm-hmm. and, and how they look. But, you know, like I said, there have been artists that take a modern approach to that. Um, but we also like to create things that are pretty universal, that it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be Native American right. or, you know, really like Chickasaw art to appreciate it, that it can go in anyone's home, you know, Southwestern or just mm-hmm. Western or modern or contemporary. Or... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. We... It really does match in almost any, any kind of design space, I think. Yes. So are the blankets wool? What's the base material that you're using in the, in the production of the textiles overall? Um, our blankets are actually 100% cotton, oh, okay. and that is staying pretty true to being Southeastern, mm-hmm. um, where our homelands, we originated in Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, parts of Kentucky, um, yeah. where it would have been, cotton would have been what we would have used. Yeah, been, being prolific in those areas. Yeah. So how did you two get started and uh, inducted into the Mahoto textile family? Um, I guess I was first, technically. <clears throat> um, I had I was working at the Artesian Gallery as the uh, assistant manager. That's okay. another benefit of Mahoto being in Sulphur. We're here by the Artesian Hotel. Right across the street, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Artesian Gallery. It was kind of an easy addition to the Muskogee Street, you know, business. Um, but I worked with Margaret. I loved working with Margaret. Um, in the studios, we had at the time Billy Hensley, uh, James Blackburn, Pat a Butcher, and Margaret was down at the end. Mm. And so she'd come down and talk to me. And one morning, she said she couldn't sleep because she had this idea for a commercial company. But she didn't really want to do it. She wanted to retire, but someone <laughs> needed to do it. And so the next day, I came back and I said, "Well, Margaret, now I can't sleep because." <laughs> I think you should do it, and I think, you know, we could do it together. Why not? And so we just kind of started writing down ideas and what we would want and um, what she would want, and I just kind of helped her with the writing part of it, and um, then we got to the point of the Shark Tank, and we needed a lot more financials and actual, you know, business acumen behind Mm -hmm. it. And uh, Bethany has an MBA, so she was perfect for that and just kind of jumped in and ran with it. So that's kind of how we got to know each other. Um, Since then, I had worked at the Cultural Center, but I was still on the Cultural Advisory Board and still wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so since then, um, I've transferred over here to sales and I'm back in it now. So it's been great working with Bethany, like actually working with her. So... (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's how we got to know each other. And she's been with Margaret since, you know, 2017 and 18. And I just came back on at Mahoda in May. So how about yourself, Bethany? Um, so when Joanna left the artesian, I had actually applied for her job at the, (laughs) at the art gallery. And so um, with, you know, no, I knew who Margaret was, but didn't know her. And, um, so I came on as the, um, assistant manager there and later moving into the operations role and Margaret had a studio there and she would just come talk to me and share 
about, you know, the business and where it was. Mm-hmm. And they had presented it to governor and he was on board and things were just moving with it. And um, I was so excited for her. I thought, well, that that's just so awesome. And um, when I had come to the art gallery, I did have my MBA and I was kind of in this um, place where I wanted to start a business, uh, but I didn't want to leave the Chickasaw Nation. Um, and but I didn't know what I wanted to do either. <laughs> yeah. And so Margaret was, you know, throwing out all these things and with Mahoda and how it was moving forward. And then one day she said, would you like to be a part of it? And it wasn't even, you know, that I had to think about it. I, it was, of course, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> so I came on board and helped with the business plan and getting all of that together. Um, and actually did that and the um, operations position for about a year and a half before I became a full-time Mahota employee. And you, so I've been full-time Mahota since um, July of 2019. Are you both Mahota uh, tribal citizens? Not Mahota tribal yet, but uh, we've talked about <laughs> getting the brand put on us possibly, like we brand uh-huh. our boxes, but we won't. Um, <laughs> I'm a, we're both Chickasaw citizens, uh, and I'm also Choctaw, but I'm a Chickasaw citizen, so... Sorry yes. for my flub. I meant Chuckasaw. I'm looking at my notes. And <laughs> it's like, a running oh. joke anyway. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you? I know you have a store in Sulphur. Do you? Are you represented anywhere else besides uh, your hometown? Yes, we're actually in 42 locations Fantastic. across the U.S. Not yet wow. in Canada, but uh, we keep talking about it. So we yes. may have to. Uh, Make a you know fact finding mission up there sometime. Yeah, right, is this uh, retail stores? Yes. Okay. Retail and then um, a lot of museum uh, gift stores. Mm-hmm. So um, and we're in a country several. club, <laughs> pro shop. Um, yes, museum okay. stores is where we started and have got, gotten really uh, good returned uh, wholesale customers from our museums. The Chickasaw Cultural Center is amazing. You know, um, uh, I was just out in Santa Fe a few weeks ago and visited um, the Museum of Indian Arts and Culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of our wholesalers, and it does really well out there. Um, and then the uh, Mokna, the Museum of Contemporary Native Arts, we're there too. Right. So we'd like to be, you know, several more places. We're just adding right. to the list as we go. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned wholesale. Were you looking also at the potential opportunity of doing wholesale to the design industry? We have. We've. It's been something we had talked about initially, and now with these um, sort of special projects coming mm-hmm. along, like I said, the the um, First Americans Museum and some hotel projects that we've had, and and we actually have worked with a few designers um, on just. Um, print projects. So they're mm-hmm. basically license agreements where they take our design and they print them on fabric. Um, but now that we've sort of dabbled in that area, I guess you could say um, we would like to eventually um, move more into that area. Fantastic. So do you do commission like uh, special, special projects? Yes, we do. Um, it's very sort of case by case and, for the longest time, I actually, after Taloa left, I didn't have a designer. So I had to be very 
selective on those uh-huh. special projects that I took. Um, but now that we have Tanner, he started um, the 1st of July. And so now that we have him, um, we can kind of start to pick up on those special projects again. So is um, since you are in a residential sector, are you looking at other sectors to get into, get your feet wet and kind of expand the brand? Um, we've also talked about fashion. Um, we just don't know yet what, what that looks like, where we right. want to go. Um, because it's just so broad. I mean, you could do so much with it. Um, and again, we, we try to start small <laughs> <laughs> and not just dive right in with a bunch of things. So, um, fashion is definitely on our radar. Um, we just don't know exactly what we're going to yeah. do there yet. <laughs> it's it's a hard industry to get your foot in and break down those doors. Definitely. Uh, what do you think about the ur- urban flow of Native American artistry? You know, we've been on the upswing for so long now that it's really the it factor. Um, yes. Have you seen a resurgence in your own sales and people being interested in your line? Yes, we have, especially with the more exposure we get. Um, it's definitely... Um, and then the artists, of course, like having mm-hmm. Billy Hensley and Dustin Mater, some of these artists that are, you know, definitely trending and people love their artwork. It it helps us as well. So, you know, they, I think of sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. go ahead. I think I've picked up on the resurgence since like around 2020 or before. But I remember when the First Americans Museum was opening and uh, Margaret was part of a fashion show that they had going up there. Um, and they were filming several movies at the time and Killers of the Flower Moon. And we were still, you know, kind of just coming off the Chickasaw, the Montford Chickasaw mm-hmm. Rancher movie. So mm-hmm. it felt like so many things were going on and new things were happening, you know. Right. And I do think Oklahoma is a perfect, you know, area for all of the growth. The Okana's going up. Um there's so much opportunity for everyone and it is a really small world. Um, so it really does help everyone. And, you know, I was listening to your p- previous podcasts and they're our friends. So it's really neat yeah. to, to hear of everyone kind of gaining from that resurgence, you know? Right. Right. Well, I think Oklahoma is a well-kept secret. So no more people mm-hmm. moving here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I we think like so it. too. <laughs> We like the quietness, and yeah, I think it has a lot to offer. Um, speaking of uh, Dustin and Billy, having various artists uh, incorporated in designing some of the designs, have you had your door knocking a lot with other uh, artists coming on board that want to participate and be part of a, a collection? Uh, we have. We have artists that will say, you know, if you're looking for another artist, keep me in mind. Um, I got and, a great idea. <laughs> yes. And we do. We, we love that. So it, it definitely, when we go to select our artists for the next year, we are, there's no shortage of artists mm-hmm. to choose from. We have several <laughs> and that's a good thing. How many uh, collections do you have throughout the year? We just released one collection a year. Uh-huh. And the last one was tributes. Yes. Tell me about that uh, collection. Um, so that collection includes um, two designs by Margaret, um, Hatchet Woman and Sharon, mm-hmm. and then Billy, Henson, uh, Billy Hensley's design, um, Ascension. Mm-hmm. And so they, um, 
one of the biggest things was Margaret's design, Sharon, is um, taken from some garters that were worn by Chickasaw, but designed um, probably Potawatomi design. And they are actually in the Smithsonian. So that sort of inspired her Sharon design. And she had lost a good friend um, that was Potawatomi. And so Mm -hmm. she um, sort of dedicated that design to her friend Sharon. And so Tribute's name just sort of seemed fitting for the collection. (laughs) And what was the name of the first collection? The very first one was Heritage Collection. Heritage. And what do those designs incorporate? That includes our sun symbol design, our forked eye design, and our Chickasaw map design. And um, I will say the Chickasaw map was definitely the best seller in that collection. And we actually brought it back in our Traveler's collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's taken from a big part of history, um, the map of 1723, which was originally done on deer skin. Right. A really cool abstract piece that... Um, that's been just really popular. And it, you know, we talk about um, how the designs just really go with anything. And I think that's a piece that's really spoken to people with, you know, any type of uh, design um, or any, any type of decoration that they like, Mm -hmm. it really goes with anything. Now, do you work with uh, the nation or the cultural heritage center on some of your designs or product saying, Oh, well, we have a, we have a request for this or we oh go ahead jane <laughs> we do work with them on language um for things like that on the design like that you know that does come from several of our chickasaw artists who are also employees you know like mm-hmm. dustin mater and um so we've worked with him before um but yeah we definitely go to the language department for any um translations or if we have an idea in our head they can kind of help us I know that with the storytelling, um, when we've done that before, we kind of run that through them sometimes. So when if I purchased a pillow, which I probably will very soon or a blanket very soon, um, is there a story or something that goes with it when you purchase it so you know the 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 history behind that design? Is that part of your, your packaging? Yes, that's a big part of our whole marketing tool that we've done is um, that each blanket comes with a story, um, and that story is is done by the artist um, to stay true to their design. And we also incorporate a poem. Mm-hmm. And the first few poems were written by um, Rebecca Travis, who is um, an author, uh, Chickasaw poet. And she decided to, uh, oh, she's also a Mahota descendant as well. She's Margaret's cousin. Okay. Um, but she decided to sort of, hand over the reins this year. And so our poet was uh, Sophia Montgomery and she's a young Chickasaw artist still in school. And so we were able to feature her poems on this year's collection. So each blanket, when you open it, um, the first thing you'll see is a blanket description card um, with care instructions, a blanket description or story and a poem written by um, a Chickasaw as well. Um, and then for Beautiful. our featured artists, we like to include an extra little element. Um, and that's a featured artist card with just a little biography about the artist and a photo as well. That's fantastic. By, by Mahoto. Uh, tell me, tell me uh, a little bit about the name Mahoto and how that came about. 
did you want to, Julie? I didn't know if you um, wanted to share. So Mahoda is, um, is Margaret's fifth great-grandmother. Um, and Bethany probably knows more of the specific history, but the logo has something to do with Mahoda because it's the five concentric circles, mm-hmm. uh, which represent the five generations from Margaret to Mahoda. Um, and then we've had some where we've printed out each generation on each circle, but it was kind of too wordy. So we stuck with the <laughs> circles for the logo. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's nice to bring that element into the design and, and the company. So what's next for Mahoto as you move forward? As we move forward, um, like I said, we would love to get um, into interior design more. Um, and of course these hospitality projects that keep popping up, um, are wonderful and we love being a part of that. And, um, the Chickasaw nation is always expanding, always growing. Um, but a a lot of other tribes are too. So we would love to be, um, a part of, you know, whatever they're doing as well. Mm -hmm. So definitely hospitality and interior design. Since you had your own internal shark tank with, uh, Chickasaw Nation. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of other smaller companies that see the the success and path that you've taken and wanting to actually follow in your footsteps? We do get some um, inquiries here and there of people that just sort of ask how we got started. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they need to do? Um, but a lot, of it's just different businesses, you know, and that's, it's really exciting because, um, there's just so many people that have so such great ideas and right. you have to just put it out there. You never know if it's going to work. And so I think the fact hearing this story that Margaret had this idea, she just threw it out there. You know, she just wanted to get it out there. <laughs> and then, you know, you see where it is now in just right. five short years um, that really with just support from our tribe, support from artists, support from just our families. Um, it, it is where it is today because of that. Now, you just have the one uh, retail location that's in Sulphur, correct? Yes. Are you looking to expand and having your own brick and mortar facilities as well? We've talked about it, um, yeah. especially with Okana being built in Oklahoma City. Um, we've talked about, you know, how cool it would be to have a storefront right there in Oklahoma City. A outlet, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you, either one of you actually uh, dabble in the designs? We, I, I do not. <laughs> not yet, no. Not yet. Uh-oh. I would Jordan. definitely, I think we could definitely collaborate with a designer and, you know, I think we, we both have our creative sides, but you saw our technical issues earlier. So the, <laughs> I've seen what InDesign looks like. <laughs> That's yes. too complicated for me. So tell me about the process of once the designs are actually created, what's the process to actually have them manufactured into blankets or pillows or any type of fabric? So um, once we have our designs chosen, um, we basically just send a file to our mill. And interestingly enough, it's not just as simple as taking that file and having it woven. Right. They actually have to recreate the entire file into their programming Mm -hmm. and um, some special software created just specifically for their um, looms. And so they recreate it. But one thing with our first mill was that it was a tapestry weave. And so 
with that, it would auto, you know, just happenstance, it would weave a backside. And people love the reverse side just as much as they loved the front. Right. And, and it wasn't intentional. It just happened. <laughs> and so once we moved mills, we were with um, our mill in North Carolina for a year. And then um, we outgrew them <laughs> in one year. Oh, wow. And so we actually had to find another American mill, which was probably the hardest thing. It actually took us over yeah. a year to find one. I don't and think Bethany... Uh, stresses enough how hard it is to find mills anymore. Um, you know, and so many used to be in North Carolina. That was, mm-hmm. there was so much history there and it, you still, it's almost impossible to find now. Very true. Yes. But yeah. They found another in Pennsylvania that I still haven't traveled to yet. I'm excited. <laughs> we're going next month. So I'll okay. finally get to see because everyone talks about how amazing it is and the huge, you know, equipment that goes into it. So I just can't wait to see it. Yes. So having the mill, um, they basically take these files. Well, from our first mill where it was a tapestry weave, this mill specializes in upholstery and each mill has their own unique way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And so they actually have to recreate the file, but then they have to create a complete backside to these blankets it doesn't just weave that way right. um, because in upholstery it doesn't matter what the backside looks like right right so um it's just a really neat process and how that works um and a very lengthy process so it takes usually um six to eight weeks just to receive a first sample back and then for production it's anywhere from 12 to 14 weeks so it's definitely a lengthy process and that's mm-hmm. Sort of why we only do one collection a year, yeah, because <laughs> um, it takes us about a year to get that collection out. So, or a little, about a year and a half, actually. A little time consuming, that you could say. A little bit. <laughs> so, when the designers comes up with a design, do they actually incorporate the colors uh, in that design, or does the mill actually help you? Saying because of the weave and the process. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It just depends. They try to be as true to the color as possible. Um, Of course, with COVID, we ran into the situation of, um, you know, supplies and materials not being as, you know, easily accessible. um, And that included our color palette as well. So Mm -hmm. we did see with that collection that came out, the Traveler's Collection came out shortly after, um, that colors were not exactly what we wanted, but we just kind of had to go with it. (laughs) Right. So what inspires and motivates you both to be in this industry? Um, I would, you know, it is inspiring being around artists. Margaret has always been an inspiration. Um, Our friend Angie, who works with us also called her, you know, just a walking idea. She just always has ideas. Um, She's definitely a person that you want to be around and it's infectious. Um, And it's an easy uh, company to get behind. Mm -hmm. It's quality products made in the USA. Um, we're proudly Chickasaw and, um, that's inspiring. It's, it's a really, I think it's a great story and a great company. A lot of pride there. Yes. And I'll definitely piggyback off Joanna (laughs) with the Margaret thing. She's just so inspiring. I mean, just her ideas. Um, she's, you know, like I said, trying to retire, but she just takes on more projects and, um, just never stops and keeps going and, and is always just confident that it's going to work out. And so that's always inspiring. 
um, but also just to have the support of the Chickasaw Nation and mm-hmm. um, to just be strong Chickasaw women that we are and um, and know that we're not just, you know, I have a, a little girl and I have a son. And and so I just try to be um, do the best that I can. And and with this business, it's been really inspiring, especially for my son who recently graduated and he's attending OU this fall. Um, and actually majoring in business and has oh, helped wow. me a and little bit with my Hoda. Hoda also. Yes. Uh, he, he showed he me interned. the ropes of the inventory space <laughs> in the back. So, yeah. yeah it's wonderful. So that's, I mean, that's inspiring to be inspiring. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had another question for you guys, and now I've, I've just drawn a blank. So being around that process and the industry that you're in, do you see a lot of elements that your competitors are actually coming more and more competitors are coming on board that are native american textile companies we've seen that um just in the last you know probably two years yeah um where there there were textile businesses um that were maybe individually owned i know eighth generation actually was um owned by um a, you know, a tribal citizen. And then his tribe purchased eighth mm-hmm. generation um, within the last couple of years, I think. So, um, and we see that a lot that, you know, it's really neat to say we were the first tribally owned, but there are biz- textile businesses that were owned by um, individual tribal members. Um, and to see them growing and really sort of coming, you know, in the forefront of media and reading about them, um, it is really neat to see that there are others doing it or, and have been doing it really. Um, It's just, they're getting more exposure now. Right. And I think that brings it back to back around to the Southeast. Um, You know, the eighth generation is, you know, really great and appealing to people. Um, And one thing we want to, you know, make sure and have a space for is the Southeastern design, because so many of, you know, people around my age, we grew up, loving native art but that usually meant southwest correct um southwest art and we were proud to be tribal citizens but also didn't really know what our art looked like until we learned about it so very very true um to me that was a big eye-opener is appreciating southeastern design and art and iconography and learning about it um you can tie so many um, modern day things in your life to the same lessons learned in our mm-hmm. stories. So to me, I think that's where Mahoda does kind of stand out from other companies is that we're, you know, definitely Southeast and it gives a different look um, than what we've had in, in mainstream native art before. So very, very that's true. another it, thing I love about it. It gives yes. a different perspective. I think a lot of non-natives, believe oh we're just one tribe you know well there's like 580 590 tribes in the u.s you know and we continue to evolve culturally and spiritually and artistically you know yeah and it's wonderful to see a company like this so going back to margaret is she still involved does she still come into your office and say i got a great idea yes <laughs> almost every yes. day yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yeah yeah she, she stops in about once a week yeah <laughs> Well, that's that's fantastic that she's still involved and sees her baby grow and prosper as it and does. And then, of course, at the staff meetings and uh, all of our events, we just did a fashion show out at the Cultural Center 
Um, and of course, she was front and center there because, uh, you know, people really want to talk to her and see see and visit with her, too. So, yeah, she's right. still out there. <laughs> how how hard were you hit during the pandemic? I mean, five years and what, two years? It was right in the middle of the pandemic. So you, yes. you survived. We so. did survive. <laughs> and we have social media to thank for that. Um, it was I mean, it kept us on the map, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, without social media, we would not have survived through it. Um, but our sales continued to, you know, thrive wow. and mm-hmm. and um, on, you know, definitely online. Um, wholesale was not great during that mm-hmm. time um, because, like we mentioned, we are with a lot of museums, and they some just opened up. You know, the first of this year, the end right. of last year, so. Um, they were closed for a while, so purchasing there was just not not happening. But um, I would definitely say social media is what kept us going. So you mentioned um, you do one year or you do one collection a year, and Tributes was launched in June. Are you already starting to work on the next collection? What's the ramp-up time? Yes, so we should have our samples in this week for our next collection. And then once those are approved, we'll go right into production. Um, we usually get those back at the first of the year, mm-hmm. um, and then we won't launch launch them until the summer. So during that time, we're working on um, quality control. So we examine every single blanket that comes through, fold every single blanket, and package wow. it individually. So um, it's definitely a process; takes a long time, <laughs> and so we just like to to have those, um, especially our blankets, have that already in um at our headquarters ready to go months in advance Mm -hmm. um so those should be in like i said the first of the year and that collection will actually include our next featured artist uh brenda kingerly so we are very excited for that fantastic do you have a name for that collection are you able to tell us (laughs) Um, We do not have a name yet. Usually once we kind of lay out the samples and look at everything together, that's sort Mm -hmm. of when we're inspired to name the collection. Got it. I mean, that shows a lot of pride in your product and belief. If you're hand folding every blanket and expecting every blanket, that's time consuming and that's care. That shows integrity and care. Now, five years down the road, where do you see both of you within the company? I personally would love to see more um, employees, more Chickasaw employees. Um, That's sort of been one of the goals from the beginning is Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're providing jobs to our tribal citizens. So um, like we just hired Joanna in May and then uh, Tanner in July. And so I'd love to see them over departments of people and um, yes, I'm saying that I'm the head of the sales department. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one person so far. <laughs> hey. And I definitely see us being international. We've made a few international sales to individuals, but I'd love to be, you know, in a few locations um, in Europe. And we've definitely got our eye on Canada. <laughs> so um, definitely with sales to be expanding and employees and um and just bringing in more artists mm-hmm. so let me ask you both what does mahoto mean to you personally and being chickasaw uh, tribal citizens 
That's a tough one. It means a lot. It's kind of, you know, it really does feel like a family. Um, it, uh, I think it's, like I said, it's, it's easy to get behind. Um, I, I really do enjoy working here and working with Bethany. Um, and like I was talking about with, with all of our, you know, native artist friends, the ones that have been on your podcasts and the ones that we know, um, it really is a tight knit, um, easy to get along group. And I feel like they all are happy to see each other's successes. Um, and that's kind of how I think we are here. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like a perfect um, environment to grow, really. Um, and it is growing, so we're going to have to figure it out somehow. But I, I do see more um, relationships and more sales. And um, I've just been doing this a few months, but I've already met so many great people that love to carry our products and they just say their customers love them. So that's great to hear. Um, and so I think it's just going to be a lot more of, um, you know, reaching out and educating people about Mahoda and about the culture mm -hmm. and, um, selling a lot of blankets. So Margaret says she wants to see, um, trucks pulling up to warehouses. So that's wow. kind of the size she <laughs> scales it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll get there. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you, Bethany? Yes. I mean, right along the same lines. It's just, it really is a family. It's, it's, I call it my baby as well. I've been here from the beginning to, so to see where it is, it's just, I mean, I have to brag on Mahota. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. I love it. I love being a part of it. Um, I love being a part of this team and um, being with Margaret and, and just watching her dream come true. It's really inspiring. and. Um, and like Joanna said, it's very easy. It's so fun to come to work. I love it. I actually, um, whenever we didn't have employees, I spent more time up here than I probably should have. <laughs> my, husband really would, my husband would call sometimes, are you coming home? Um, and I get carried away with it sometimes. I just really genuinely love it. I've loved the relationships that I have through Mahoda. Um, the people that we've met, the opportunities. It's just so fun. And the fun. support that we get from people is really awesome. So you know? inspiring. Yes. And to educate people. I mean, yeah. that is literally the core of what we do. We educate. Um, we share it and in, a, in an appropriate way that is respectful to us, respectful mm -hmm. to the Chickasaw Nation and our artists. And so we're able to share that with others. And that is really special to me, um, especially. I think, I think it's um, an important factor that Chickasaws are telling the Chickasaw story. You yes. know, it's not someone else. So sorry to yes. interrupt you. No, that's fine. And it, because it's always respectful to who we are mm -hmm. and what we want to do. And because we're the ones doing it. <laughs> so um, and that's important. That's really important for us to share that. Um, with others, because like Joanna said, there's, it really wasn't a thing not that long ago. I can remember calling the Smithsonian when I worked at the art gallery and them needing um, a Southeastern presence, even with um, their artwork in their gift store. They just didn't, it was just non-existent. So yeah. um, it's just really special to share that. What range of products do you have and what percentages is just the blankets? 
Um, oh, <laughs> so I'll go with the, <laughs> the range and she can talk about what the percentages are. Okay. But, um, so we have our silk scarves. Um, then we have the purses in several different designs. Totes, which is the larger tote bag uh, with leather construction and leather straps. Um, and then we have um, a few different sizes of pillows, three different sizes of pillows and several designs. Mm -hmm. um, am I missing anything? Blankets, pillows, purses, totes, scarves, table runners. Um, and then, like you said, there have been things in the um, showroom that have been either kind of commission or special items that are available that have been, you know, handmade by Margaret or another artist. And I would say a large percentage. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but um, our blankets sell really well. So I would say the biggest majority of our sales is definitely our blankets um, with our purses probably being second to that. When you launch a collection and then the other collection comes about, do you stop production of that prior collection or do you continue forward in producing that for the public? Um, we continue forward. Okay. So how many collections do you have thus far? Um, wow. I think five. Four, five. 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 Okay. Yes. I can do my math if you've been operational for five <laughs> years. I guess it would be five. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, is uh, all your employees a uh, Chickasaw tribal citizens? Yes. That's fantastic. All fantastic. three of us. All three of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We, we have a big staff All here. three department heads, yes. A big crew. <laughs> Has any other nation come to you and been inspired by you? It's like, we want to do what you want to do because they see the success and just the tremendous amount of... Uh, product that you're producing and the focal point that you bring to the native american culture overall um not ex not so much that they want to do what we do but um i would say the choctaw nation has been extremely supportive um they carry us in their headquarters cultural center and um at their choctaw casino in grant oklahoma and they're just really big fans big supporters and we That's love fantastic. that because um, Joanna, Margaret, and myself are actually Choctaw as well, so <laughs> so it's nice to have their support. Absolutely. So, what's next? What's next for you guys? For you, Mahoto? Um, for me personally, like I said, I just really anything I can do to help the business grow. Um, maintaining relationships is really big to me, really important, and that's really something that's sort of instilled as, you know, Chickasaw employees. I mean, right. we are really big on maintaining those relationships. And so um, I would just like to see that grow um, and grow for Mahoda and to see our team grow and just to be along for the ride. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you go. I think so too. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I really am looking forward to kind of traveling and seeing the mill and meeting more of our vendors. Also, another big one that'll be fun um, is the Chickasaw Festival that I know is a big, huge, busy time for Mahota. So that'll be a big learning weekend on sales. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to like introduce myself to everyone that's already worked with Mahota, but you know, be their new sales rep and kind of a friendly face. Um, and then, you know, Mahota's like this, 
this flexibility has allowed me to be with family so that, you know, family's always on my mind, but it is, it's an extension of my Hoda. It, they're welcome up here and they come in often. So it's, it's just really a great place to be where I can, you know, work on goals with family and goals with sales at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just going to get better from here, I think. Well, if any listeners are wanting to do a little weekend side trip, they can go to Sulphur and visit your uh, store there on downtown. Yes. Well, we, so just a side note, we we'll are be actually, there, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If they do call ahead, we will always try to have somebody here. Um, but we are closed on weekends and holidays and we do pretty much an eight to five Monday through Friday. But that is something I would love to see, especially um, as we do grow in employees and grow as a business um, to where we can be open on the weekends. And can uh, viewers go directly to your website to purchase product? Yes, Always. it's just Um, and they can purchase anything. And we usually ship within um, 24 hours if it's during the week. And then if it's bought over the weekend, we ship first thing Monday morning. Fantastic. Well, we're just about out of time. Anything you want to add and in the show with? Um. Thank you for having us. I'm just so flattered to be in such good company with who's been on your podcast before. Um, I know. (laughs) It's it's really an honor. So, um, yeah, thank you for your time. Well, thank you. Yes. We're extremely honored and just excited. Well, you guys have a humongous amount of integrity and pride. And what you do is just a beautiful, beautiful product. So congratulations and congratulations to all of you. All three of you plus Margaret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank I, look, you. I look forward to seeing much more product and you growing in the next year, two years, three years, and down the road. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, Joanna, Bethany, thank you for coming on the show today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.